As part of this podcast, um, there was a reading that I had read, part of the class, that's um, entitled Latin Billings, 2006 Presidential Address from the Achievement Gap to the Education Debt, Understanding Achievement in U.S. Schools. There was a specific area that discussed how the how there was to be an education gap i from the beginning of the of history of america the there was um easy access to education to the white students to the white children there was no e- educational access to the african american children at all they came as slaves and they were they were not introduced to education until much much later they didn't know how to read and they didn't know how to write um also for the the history of the Amer- american indian education it's um they had different types of learning there was this general george pratt that had the need to quote unquote kill the Indian in order to save the man, which meant get rid of their native beliefs, their native ways of life, to force them to live a life that's quote unquote okay, to live a life just like the white man, to change the way they looked change their clothing their traditional clothing to the clothing that the white man wore um, and to speak English and lose their um, Native American tongue their um, language I mean it's and for the Latino as well they had a they were not allowed to speak Spanish. They had to, they were forced to speak English. If they were heard speaking Spanish, they would be punished. And by punished, I would mean, it would mean like getting a beating or, or something in along those lines. For the schools, in the South, where the African-American students finally began going to school in the 60s, they attended schools where they had textbooks that were so outdated, materials that were so outdated, they were coming from the white schools. They had a lot of investors in white schools whereas the investors did not look at the African-American schools in the South. Most of those schools were in poor shape. The teachers themselves didn't want to go to those type of schools. Um, Therefore, People that were ill-qualified would teach schools, like uh, 
the African-American schools. And not until the late 60s, when secondary education, like the universities, would accept African-Americans to further their education. The Latino, the Latinos, Native Americans, and African-Americans did not have the same opportunities that the Anglo students had. And, and, they, and the Anglo students had the first choice. They had the best schools. Um, they would graduate from the best universities and would be offered the best jobs because of their educational background and their Anglos. The Blacks... Latinos and Native communities had little or no access to education. The, um, I believe those are the best, I mean, I believe those are top, that's a topic to discuss with the students. And I believe to this day, it's still going on. The reason why that gap is still there is because the the level of education that the Anglos had, the African American, Latino, Native American, Asians are striving to get as well. They come from houses that the parents had bachelor's degrees and Whereas a Latino family come here first generation, they come here not knowing the English language. And so the first generation Mexican-American come here to go to school. And if there's money that if they needed extra money to pay the rent or bills or whatever, they would quit school and go to work, much like the African-American community because of poverty. And to this day, it's still going on, the education gap. For the the quest, this says, in quote, the quest for school control of schools was powerfully captured in the voice of an African-American mother during the fight for school desegregation in Boston. She declared, when we fight about schools, we're fighting for our lives. And that's in Hampton, 1986, page five on Ladson Billings, 2006. Um, the parent-teacher organization was having they wanted possibilities for democratic participation that have not been available for many of the families to participate in parent teachers, which is very unfortunate. It was very sad. And 
to this day there are still some areas that are that have that are um mostly hispanic and african-american populations low-income areas there are teachers that don't come from the same backgrounds and because they come to these quote-unquote urban when that they come to these urban areas they don't know what to expect they're not comfortable in that areas and some of these students will not respect these teachers because they don't have that understanding with certain teachers with students a student teacher relationship they they're going to have a difficulty establishing an understanding it's very important today because it completely affects the students education by that i mean areas where the schools are the districts that do not have the proper funding to give the students the best that education has to offer. This, the district that work, that works in, the, t the district that I work in have not had field trips in a couple of years. Maybe only one for the kindergartners. So the district that I work in is in the urban area, quote unquote, it's in the urban area where people make consider it ghetto because the majority of these children they are easily bored because they're not their education is not meeting their needs the teachers I mean the teachers are not meeting their needs they're not understanding and, and they're not coming from the same backgrounds therefore they don't understand those students they have no discipline for the students because the teachers were easily burnt out. Generations of living in the same area will have the students, the parents go through the same cycle. They have to finish school or if they can't finish school for monetary reasons, they have to drop out of school and get money by working to provide for their own family. So, whereas you don't hardly ever hear it in other cities, for example, city of Azusa, there's a lot of students that maybe don't go through those hardships they have their education going on their parents might have their degrees and they'll therefore they'll achieve an even more higher university degree than the parents so for the the latino and african american communities have always they have a ways to catch up on the Anglo students in terms of education because it started very early on in the history of the United States ever since America was created so they were born on education they were raised in, on education where the Latino communities African American communities Asian communities Native American communities have to struggle and they strive to achieve 
their scholarships and continue to go to a school. Um, for the for the activity that I would have chosen, it would have been called calling in, and it would be in elementary school because, of course, students in that age they enjoy talking about themselves, what they like, what they don't like, just talking. And in every every student can speak about what they like about themselves, what they don't, their flaws, and how can it be contributed to make it better with those activities. And once and, and once you create that, once I would create that uh, trust between the student and the teacher, and myself as a teacher, I would I would most likely with time just hold on they will start trusting you and then you would have to teach them the uh, the, uh, have them understand more about themselves and know that everything that what their um life is is nothing to be shameful of to be included in the group to feel better about themselves enough to continue going to school and knowing that they'll do better and with it's one step at a time not in one day will the educational gap be bridged together just that belief that you can achieve and you will achieve that encouragement, breathe encouragement into the students' lives. And that is it so far. Mm-hmm.